Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the back country blokes, tuning the fact about everything it is. Mm-hmm. Mental health, disability, and love in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, as always, Lee Cadman. Now, this week is Children's Mental Health Week. We just found out ourselves, haven't we, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Prepared as always. <laughs> well, well, is it a mental health podcast we do, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just with one of the kids doing a one to one, and he said, uh, Mental Health Week. Well, no, it's Health Week next week, because no. We've been doing all of them until this week, but no, in that case. <laughs> On the ball with the kids as uh, usual. Oh, yeah, I'm down with the kids. <laughs> but before we get into that, we'll get into our gratitude list. Now, we had a great weekend. Uh, we were on tour, the Lions Boxing Club, we're on tour up north Brimlington, uh, up York's way. Uh, and it was me, my dad, Simon Wilson, one of my coaches, and his son, William Wilson, in the pre-quarters. So had a lovely B&B, and it was a nice bonding experience. We didn't get the win. I thought we'd won, box well, we could score the better shots, but <clears throat> it's not about blame, it's not about being bitter, we weren't robbed. I thought we got the decision, we didn't. It's changing narrative, what we can do better. And the young lad, I've had him since six, he's 16 now, he's taking it in his stride, he's, he's getting better and better. But I'm grateful for the modern experience of being up there. And uh, it was a great, great weekend. I'm also grateful for one of my boxers, Osman Mohammed. As I got on to England, um, Great Britain's emerging talent. So you've got emerging talent, um, podium potential, and podium. So it's on the bottom ladder, but we're on the ladder. First ever boxer through uh, the Lions Boxing Club to get on to GB. So hard work, dedication, setbacks, failure, it's all paid off to get to where we are now. So I'm very grateful for the journey I've helped him be on. And, where he's going to now he's off to germany next week he'll do a week in germany do some training box and then his aba starts in march so what a wonderful thing he's in express and star tomorrow so once again grateful for matt who does all our write-ups and express and star what are you grateful for old pal well first off i'm going to start by saying evening stay stay Ansel, a long time listener Happy thanks again. for tuning in again mate and uh hope you're well uh what am i grateful for oh <laughs> Trick question, Kevin. I didn't see this question coming. <laughs> Why do we always not think about this before I come on? Um, so what am I grateful for this week? You know what? Uh, it's my eldest, Lily's birthday tomorrow, and uh, Nikki's on Thursday, my wife's. So I'm grateful that we, we're going to eat some good food and spend time with them. I'm preempting my gratefulness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, Steve's just put motorbikes as well. I am grateful for motorbikes, although in this weather, probably not a good idea getting out on one. It's grateful being having a family, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, that's all, what I meant to say. We're all well and happy and at the moment. And like, um, I mean, the last few days at the club, I've had quite a few people call up and saying about how they've lost their children and babies have died and kids have died. And you just... It makes you want to go back and give your baby the biggest 
kiss and cuddle, doesn't he? Well, you know what? Funny you mentioned that. I went to the gym with my sister on Sunday, and uh, she mentioned a good friend who grew up with her eldest daughter had uh, had gone off to uni, and um, unfortunately, uh, found life too hard and and um, completed suicide. And it did at that moment. Man, you know what? I said, and again, it goes into child mental health week. He was mm. twenty two. Did you say 22 years old? Mm-hmm. No, actually, I think he might have been younger than that. Not very, but, you know, yeah. st- still really a child. The world in front of him. And- yeah, that's it. Like, And you just think, that's horrible. I can't even imagine uh, mm-hmm. being in that position. And we are lucky that we have our kids. And, uh, and fingers crossed they're, they're all happy. Well, it is, and it's... Um... You want your kids to be happy, don't you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, when these uh, and you're in children taking their lives, their own lives, not nature taking it with illness and everything, which is bloody horrific when your child gets taken away from you. But when they take their own lives, and I've heard them up to like eleven and eight years old taking their lives. There was a young lad um, from down the road, I think, last year took his life at twelve, and I thought, bloody neck. And you wish that have opened up, whether whatever has gone on with any of these people, not that person in particular, but anyone, whether it's trauma, abuse, whatever, your life hasn't got to be over. Mm-hmm. And by talking to people and allowing yourself to get help, you can go on from it, can't you? You can, yeah. And I always think about Alice, Alice from um, um, Ripple. Ripple. Yeah. And she said, as well as many of the people have known and they've, they've wanted to taken their lives. And it's, it's a different feeling of suicide loss. And we've lost people ourselves. And you feel like saying, why, why have you done this to me? Hmm. They've taken their lives. But you feel like it's a, it's a personal attack on yourself, which is not. But you think, why didn't you let me help you? Why didn't... You're helping it. It's the blame game. And I think it's also the preventability of it. Like, mm. there's nothing me and you can do if someone gets cancer. No. There's, you know, we're not we're not doctors. Even the doctors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's not Hold around and love yeah. them, but we can't suck it out of them like Green Mile. No, no, and, and, and even the doctors yeah. sometimes can't do that. They can't fix that problem. Mm. Um, when it comes to suicide, it's, it's fixable. Mm. It's fixable. You know, it's, it's, you can you can talk it through and you can get through it, but yeah, just thinking it. I just think of myself at any like any any real young age from when I was born up until probably close to in my twenty five to thirty. Like before, I really suffered any mental health, and probably higher than thirty when I saw, I had suicidal thoughts. And you just think, why is, why do I feel like that gap's getting longer? Because really, we never heard of suicide at 16 years old did we it was very i don't know if it was because it's always been there yeah suicide's always been. but as a kid how, how often did you know it was it was as a kid c- complete suicide I, I think it was more locked away oh, it's, not, it's not until you get older and you go you start talking especially as we talk now and you'd have people of our age going well my dad killed himself or my uncle and you go bloody mm. i've known you for almost 40 years and you go, well, we just didn't talk about it back then. Mm. And how many people like Bally from Papyrus and so many people? They go, I was just I was unaware that he's happening. Uh, and I think the beauty of now, 
is when it happens, we talk about it. And th those bear so you haven't got to suffer on your own. Well, some people do. Some people do believes, suffer, yeah. but they haven't got to. Hmm. They might, sometimes they feel like they've got to. But um, hopefully by what we're doing, what so many other people are doing, we are expressing emotions more. And I think we've got to do that for our children. Definitely. As parents and as mentors and as coaches and as teachers and as senseis and as whatever it is. As I said to you before, Kev, that's one of the reasons I'm sitting here because I didn't want my son mm. to feel like he had to get to a point that I was at before he spoke out. And I think we've got to, we've, we've got to tread a fine line with it. We've talked many times. We are allowing people to talk about it, but we're not having to label everything as well. So I think sometimes, and I'm, I'm sorry for this offence, but like sometimes we're going, you're anxious, you're anxious, you're anxious, you're anxious. You're going, well, I'm, I'm all right, I'm just... And sometimes we can make a big problem out of it. Mm. Sometimes we've got to allow our children to be nervous and to be a bit frightened and a bit apprehensive because we need that. Otherwise, we're bomb, we're jumping off cliffs and fighting lions and, you know, jumping on the back of sheep. And yeah, and we already know with things like yourself doing affirmations, yeah, how, how that helps. Yeah. But it also can be a negative if someone's affirming that you're anxious. Yeah. And if it's. Or, or anything else, stressed or. In the boxing is the prime case. Uh, are you anxious? Are you, are you anxious? You're frightened. I'm fine. I'm, I'm bloody looking forward to it. I'm, I'll be trained. I'll, I'll bet you're nervous. So, yeah, no, great. There's lots of people here. Everything knocks you out. I'm going to try my best for him not to knock me out. And, and then by the end, you're going, it's like that old thing. You're right, Lee. You look, you look bloody dreadful. You're poorly. No, I'm fine. Are you sure you look poorly? No, I'm telling you, I feel great. I had a great night's sleep last night. I'm in a real good place. Yeah. Are you sure you look pale? I'm body and you're going, well, you're right. I am feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling poorly. And that's the same with nerves and depression. And it's, and like sometimes, well, look at you, I bet you're depressed. No, I've had it hard, but I'm getting through it. No, I'll, but I bet you am. No. And it's amazing. Some people who stereotypically should be depressed down in the dumps are troopers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like because they've got a certain resilience that holds them up. I was talking to someone the other day and he, he, he lost his dad young. And he said that's the worst pain he could ever have had. And then he lost his, his son. And he's saying... In some weird way, I felt like losing my dad so young almost prepared me. And I, you know, not nothing could prepare you for losing yourself. But it's like I thought that was the worst thing that could ever happen to me losing my dad at a young age. But then losing your child, which is even worse. Hmm. But it's like when I was young, I lost my head. Whereas now, I know I can't lose my head because I've also got other children. Yeah, I'm a and it's he goes. I, I became a robot. I just went emotionless. And, but it's because you had something to compare it to before, it almost gives you a skill factor in a sense. Mm. And it's lessons you never want to learn, isn't it? Mm. But however, because you've been through something, you've got something to refer back to. to does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. It does. And it's it's amazing, isn't it, where, how strong we are. But I think the key is, whether it's my daughter, she comes up and goes, what does this swear word mean? Or the children on the playground, what does this mean? And if you go, it means this. It's a private part, or it's not a very nice word. And explain it to them. Don't shout at your children for asking questions, whether it's about private parts, whether it's about what they've heard on the playground, whether it's about offensive words, whether it's about mental illness, health. 
someone's disability, if we can explain it to them, then they will ask you questions. I think when we shut it off because it makes us embarrassed or makes us frightened, when they're not asking questions, it falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think as long as they say, well, I'm, I'm feeling these feelings, all right, let's let's explore it. And I don't know, so let's let's go and talk to Uncle Lee or let's go to the doctors or it's okay. We, we all have these little feelings and it's all right. It's it's natural or that word. Don't say to any teacher, but it means this. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's allow and ask questions. And that's how we beat ignorance, isn't it? You say you take the pair of it as well, isn't it? The words. Yeah. If, if they understand what it is. But how do I stop being it. ignorant? I have to ask questions. questions yeah. If I don't ask questions, then I remain ignorant. Mm. And sometimes we've emotions and we've had a lot of people on this show over almost four years now for doing this from the lgbq to abuse to um addiction to everything happens everywhere and if everything happens everywhere then everything happens to everybody that means you've always got something in common mm. and it's about saying whether you feel different in your sexuality whether you feel different because you've been through trauma whether you what it, but when you can start talking about it and then you find out that all other people out there, you're not so lonely. And then you can explore those feelings or you can say, well, I'm not a weirdo. I just feel like this. Mm. And that kind of helps you. What I've seen through my own journey and by talking to wonderful people on here, I'm thinking, well, you haven't got to feel odd. You haven't got to feel... And I think, once again, with the world at the moment... Realising we're all the same, but we're also all different. There's many different forms of being a man. There's someone who's masculine. There's someone who's effeminate. There's someone who's big. There's someone who's short. There's so and the old saying it takes everyone to the world to work. Mm. It's good we're all different, otherwise it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's nice being that little bit different because that makes you that little bit more special. We're not all robots. We're not all built and designed the same. We've all got our own individual quirks. We've got our own little kinks and our own little flaws and our own little perfections, but that's what makes us perfect. But then it's also the things that unite us in being a human being. So embrace your differences, but embrace your similarities. Well, I think that's that definitely needs to be taught to, uh, to children, doesn't it? So I think a lot of it, um, a lot of what happens now in school is very robotic in like you learn this and you learn it in this way whether you whether you learn that way or not you know it's very um one one pace one direction one way of doing things and it applies the same doesn't it some people are going to do things different some people should do things different well you're an idiot if you don't understand how i'm teaching you yeah you go hang on boss i'm not idiot you're a terrible teacher, teacher. exactly and we we got people up here and they're doing um, a BTEC in sport, BTEC in sport, and they're doing boxing. And they love boxing, they're helping doing the coaching, they're doing all this, and they're going, oh, you've got to have a bout by next month, otherwise you failed. I went, who's that teacher to tell you? Do you got to have a bout? Mm. Boxing's not that easy. Mm -hmm. There's a, a safety issue. We don't just go, oh, well, you've got to have a bout, so, uh, <laughs> oh, well, Lee's had 10, you've had none, but oh, we need the bout, so. Yeah, there's a medical issue. What if you, you know? Eric is bossed up yeah. and hurting. But these plonkers, and I said, you say to that teacher, because 
because he doesn't conform. He's not a football player. Mm. I say to the teacher, because you're a foul footballer, doesn't mean you've got to put your woes on me. Mm. And so are you a football teacher or a sports teacher? Mm. Are you here to encourage me into getting sport, whether that sport is pole vaulting, garden bowls, jujitsu, or football? Your job is to get me healthy and get me into a sport. Yeah. Once again, a failure of a man who does something like that. You know do what you, I mean? Do you stop to con consider um, the effects of your depression, anxiety, and whatever else on, on your daughter? In terms of what effect do you think it has on her? Like when I'm having a wobble? Yeah. Because obviously, because like I struggle with this, do you hide it as best as you can? Or do you actually stop and explain it? Uh, I, I found it harder when I was lock, in lockdown because my wife was upstairs working and I was locked in the house with her. And when I was having a wobble... <laughs> that's in the, I was locked in the house with this, this yeah, but, devil. But when, you, but when you're having a wobble, yeah. you can't hide. You know, when she's at school, I'm up there, yeah, or, like, yeah. or Kate's not at work, then I can go and have a lie down. Go, Daddy's not feeling very well. I'm having a, I'm having a bit of a wobble. And also, I it's a wobble. I'm having a bit of a turn. Daddy doesn't feel very well. I've just got to go and have a lie down. Because, you know, children are aware of a lot of stuff. But at this time, when she's so young, I, I've explained my eyes mm. thoroughly to her. You know, something she'll have to live with all her life. When I'm having an anxiety, I'm having a wobble, I'm thinking that'll come later when you can explain it better. Because a lot of the time, I'm still getting around what an anxiety attack is. We're sat here, three amigos, all having loves, watching a movie, and bosh, hmm. my Tyson's walked in, it me on the nose, and I'm having a wobble. You know what I mean? If it was, we're getting on a roller coaster, daddy doesn't like heights, daddy doesn't, you can explain that. You can avoid that, you can be brave and take it on. But when you're in your home and you think, well, I don't really need to explain this to me, do So it's just daddy's having a wobble, but I'll be all right. Just not feeling very well. Thanks, Bernie. Yeah, yeah. I just think, uh, like, I think of my own situation, and and um, you know, I've spent days really on the couch, not talking to anyone, not really doing anything, not exactly, not exactly sitting there crying, anything like that. Just not really engaging with anything. And I often think now, well, how, you know, how has that affected them, and how did that? Because you don't think of that at the time, because you're too busy in that depression, aren't you? So you don't really think of it, but now, now it doesn't happen so often. I'm going, well, actually, who does that? And have I, have I ever stopped to explain that to them that, you know, I wasn't being ignorant, rude. I didn't, it wasn't like I didn't want you there. You know what I mean? I think I see it as dad's not well. Yeah. Which it is. Is it? I'm not well, well physically yeah. well or mentally well. And I think it's dead or where you're not well. It's, you could be the flu, you could be whatever. Dad's not well. Yeah. So let's give him a bit of love. Let's give him a bit of. But quiet. I think that's. I think that's the. I think what I'm getting at is I probably now should explain that. I think it, when they're different ages, personally, but we all have had different things, isn't it? Yeah, my my kids are older than yours. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's and they're aware of what we do here, aren't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that does open a and gap more. More definitely. And then you can explain it a bit more, but I think it's like all the times it's explaining what. Why are you sad? Yeah, but you're. I also go well. 
kind of like if you give too much information again if we are we putting too, that over onto them instead of yeah it's it's um it's a hard task isn't it but you also want them to understand it because actually they you know they're at ages where potentially especially my oldest lily where she feels anxiety through what's happened with with, with my youngest color she feels that anxiety and that and really when you can um stop explain it explain that you go through it that can only help because that's what we're doing here well that as you said is when they start doing and you have got a different circumstance to a lot of people mm. very similar to a lot of people and a lot of Alice's, but different mm. but when you can identify with that and definitely she's a young girl as well so she's having bouts of anxiety and feelings feelings and puberty yeah. and all the words you know what i mean but then when you've got the, the counterbalance of a younger sister but when you can explain that going well in whatever terminology i say a wobble but it's like you're having a mm. you're having a situation you know, I get on. You do. You do. and I think sometimes when you have a role model, a parent, uh, uh, whoever, and you say I get them as I do up here at the club, and they go, "You, love, yeah, I have them." And sometimes I have to go and have a walk, or I have to go upstairs and get me. Yeah, and they go, "Bloody hell, I didn't realise." And that that kind of helps it then. Yeah. But I'm not forcing my anxiety onto them. But what do you think? Um... I suppose not so much for us to, but let's say you are in that depression as a dad or as a mom and your your kid watches everything you do, as we know, they watch and, do, and, yeah. and copy. Now, that kid might not be dis, uh, depressed or thing, but if he sees dad or mom sitting on the couch for two weeks, they start to copy that behaviour. Not necessarily that, the, the, you know, and, it, and that can lead to not being good, but at the time you're depressed, you're not, you know, yeah. It's hard to say you're not focused. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to uh, to do it. So, I think give it a word or give it something because we all know our kids better than bloody somebody walks in and tells you how to say it to your kids. Yeah, and even if it's just I'm not well, mm. I'm not well, or um, yeah, there's a tie, there's an age and a time to go into detail, isn't it? The detail, yeah, and. But I think you have to make it obvious that you're not well. You're not, so say you I'm don't not just want ignoring them, you. You don't, yeah, you don't want them like that, feeling like they're being ignored for no apparent reason, and also copying your behaviour because you think that's what adults do. That is, oh, well, me, you know, my my head's playing up again. Or mm. it's finding appropriate words, isn't it? Mm. It's like if you're religious or you're not religious or whatever, and once cat passes away you know you could even say like like um um uh, we've put the cat down what do you mean you put the cat down i killed the cat what have we killed the cat for yeah it's yeah it's gone to sleep yeah it's gone to heaven it's gone to a, a cat farm you find a way of saying it's gone it's not coming back you put things into words mm. that make it easier to understand and palatable yeah because of what I do, we need to go into the absolute truth. Like with my eyes, um, I don't go, uh, I had optic neurosis, called by viral meningitis. <laughs> Daddy had poorly eyes. When he was, he was born with good eyes, and then he got poorly. So what can you see, Daddy? I can't see any sight, and his eyes not very good. Okay. And then when we're walking, because my wife goes, steps, or there's a branch. Then my daughter does he? Mm. Steps, Daddy, and, you know, and what you Because... As long as I'm alive, I'm going to have bad eyes. Bad eyes, yeah. 
You know what I mean? So that is, it's a step steady might fall down to the branch. And you know, and it's that she will learn to be with her. And it's something with her, with your eyes. You cover an eye. You can, um, if you turn the lights off, it'll be careful. You, you can kind of have a grasp of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. People forget though. It's like, something physical, isn't it? It's something you can kind of. Well, me and Blind Dave, I think we go, oh, yeah, I know it feels to turn the light off and I walk around here sometimes. <laughs> and going, yeah, but you've got the option to turn the light back on. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at least they can have a kind of understanding. Standing, of yeah, yeah. Let's turn the light off in here and, and see if you can get to the sofa without kicking anything. But when it's an emotional thing, mm. um, and I was talking to someone, I talked to a lot of people in our free classes up here, and it's amazing. Well, today we had like, Four lads here, completely different lifestyles, shapes, and so on. And we were all just sat there on the ring after training, talking about bereavement of young people and talking about panic attacks and talking about. And I thought, bloody hell, where in the world are these people all talk? But it's an open forum, and people know you can talk emotional to us. And some people are just stood there nodding, other people are talking, and we were talking about it, saying, like, we get these emotions, like a panic attack. And I'll talk about this often. And me in my 20, uh, in me like teens or whatever. And I've, I've, I've always been open with this kind of stuff. Um, but you go, well, what a load of nonsense. Pull yourself together, yourself thought, being a bit anxious. Well, you don't know how it feels to me. But when you have had a wobble and you have had a panic attack and you honestly feel like you're going to die, or you wake up one day and you're depressed and you go, but I'm winning. It's not like my dog's died, my mum's my died, and I'm severely, severely sad. It's just depression has got you. There's no reason to particularly feel depressed, and you're just depressed. And having a wash is agony. Get up the stairs to brush your teeth when you know your teeth smell, and you know you're smelly and crusty, and you just don't get washed. That's hard to explain to someone who hasn't been through it because you're thinking, well, have a wash your smelly kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go, but it, it ain't that easy. How can it not be that simple? But, yeah. Go and have a wash. Yeah. Have some pride in your bloody self. They go, but I just, I, I, I can't get myself into that space. Or go out. Or an eating disorder. For God's sake, just eat. Why are you being funny? Mm. They go, but it's not that simple. Why do you keep cutting yourself? And all these things. And we feel like. Because if you actually explained it to a child. Yeah. In child's terms, it sounds bonkers, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds bonkers to us, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Even though we've experienced it. You know what I mean? Why can't you get off that sofa and have a wash? Yeah. That's just really stop and think about it. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And, what and, and you can't even answer why, can you? Oh, well, I'll slap the depression out of you or I'll, I'll shout the depression out of you. Mm. When, when, when is that going to work? Mm. I'm depressed. I'm in a very low state. Shouting at me and roughing me up. I ain't going to do it because... Now put fear just, in the emotion. Yeah, I'll just be lying here with a black eye. <laughs> you, yeah, you put fear, even more guilt than I'm feeling now anyway. And you've just set fire to a bridge that I might be able to walk across. Mm. If the bridge is there, I might come to you. I might brave enough, come across and ask you for help and you'll guide me back over to feeling better. But boy, shouting at me, degrading me, you've set fire to it, now I'm here alone. Mm. One less bridge to get home on. So we have got to be patient. And I know it's hard, man. It's hard. And sometimes, as we've talked about many times on here, it's odd when you're the person in the funk. You're depressed. You're anxious. You're poorly. You're ill. You're disabled. You're mentally ill. You're mentally... Whatever. 
But when you're the person on the other side, it can be just as hard, can't it? Mm -hmm. you're, when you're the carer or you're the anxious parent or you're the anxious partner or you're the child of the person, and it's, what do I do? What do I do to make you better? Mm. And at the at the lowest level, I'm, uh, that's at a high level. And sometimes like, we talk um, with our partners and you go like, are you depressed? What's up with you, bab? What's up? I'm depressed. Is it me? Can I do anything? And you go like, you're trying to be empathetic. And you're trying to make it better, but sometimes it's not you. Mm. They're just... I'd say the majority, isn't it, when it comes to depression and things like that. It's very rarely to do with anyone else. Yeah. It can be a toxic relationship, but yeah. sometimes it's in the most loving relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can't do anything. Why can't I do anything? Please let me make it better. Please let me make it And it's, yeah. I'm on a journey. Just by you caring about me, once again, that bridge home. Mm. And when I'm ready, hopefully you can guide me across it. And if I do need help, if I do need support, if I do need a lion, if I do need to go and have a lie down, if I do need to be smelly, I know you're here for me. And I think that's the greatest gift that we can give him is knowing that I am here when you decide you want me. Mm -hmm. And I've had a we can do, isn't it, in that yeah, situation? It is, yeah. yeah. And sometimes we go about in the wrong way, we force ourselves onto it. Come on, come on, come on, let me, come on, come on. And you're going... Allow me to ask for the help. Allow me to get better. Because like with anything, for God's sake, stop smoking. Stop smoking. You die cancer. It's cost me a fortune. Shout out to me. I ain't going to make me stop. You stop when you want to stop. You go to counselling when you want to go to counselling. You And it's normally at rock bottom. It's that point when you're thinking, now's the time that I want to make a difference. Mm. So be aware of people, be it your children, be it your parents, be it whoever. Because sometimes we ask for help in different ways, don't we? Sometimes we'll put a post on Facebook or sometimes we'll put something. And sometimes look at reading, reading in between the lines and thinking, are you asking for help now? Are you reaching out but you haven't necessarily got the courage to just blatantly say, you know what, Lee? Yeah, I need, I I need a lift. So... Like I've done with you and you've done to me. Sometimes mm -hmm. you almost put the words in their mouth. Yeah. And sometimes they might go, you know, obviously it's half I'm all right. But you go, well, he's seen something. Or maybe I have been subconsciously asking Kev or Lee or Derek for help. And then maybe I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I do. Mm. Yeah. So I've got a couple of comments. It kind of goes back on the conversation, one of them, but that's all right. So, uh, Judy, Bob, Dylan, Mommy and Daddy, Dylan, <laughs> uh, loving the new poster behind Lee. Yes. yes. And how good was Happy Fa uh, Happy Valley, uh, Julie? That's what, that's what we should be talking about. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I've watched it. No, well, okay, oh, of course. So we do a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> <laughs> it was the milkman. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Steve, this is going back in the conversation a bit. Come chuck Kev up long enough to actually get this one out. <laughs> but Steve says, uh, teachers have so much responsibility when it comes to children's mental health. An unhappy teacher will create unhappy children. Mm. I think that's true of parents as well. Mm. You know, um, if you're if you're slagging off, moaning about whatever all day long, you, your children pick up on that and they they have the same behaviours, don't they? Um, and I, I'm not saying go right, you know, you've got to be positive all the time around your children, but uh, you've certainly got to be 
wary that they don't put them into a negative mindset. I've told this story a hundred times. We're at Black Country Museum and we're in a queue for the chip shop. And I was going, oh, bloody hell, look at this queue. Look at this queue. We're going to be in here for about an hour. We're going to... And I've stopped. I'm like, the only person who's ruining today is you. You with the two girls you love more than anything. You've got a pocket full. You've got money to buy the chips. <laughs> you've not got a pocket full of cash like yeah. you're bulging there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you need to buy the chips. Imagine thinking the only person who's ruining is you. Yeah. And it's changing. And you go, you're ruining the day. Yeah. And your, and your daughter, if you'd have carried on down that road, it'd have picked up on that. Yeah. And she'd have thought that's normal behaviour in a queue. Yeah. And it's like when my lad lost on the weekend, he's going, feel the emotion, have a cry. But then go, what can we learn from me? Mm. Because if we're bitter all the time, we create it and it mm. festers in us and we've got to accept it and move on from it. Yeah, definitely. And that... that, that, that with your, with, I'm lucky I've had some of the greatest teachers and I've had some of the worst teachers. And I learned just as much of the bad teachers as I did of the good teachers. How not to treat people. How not to react. And it is, you see some people, you think, why on earth have you picked this job? You're not this old, you're not a natural teacher. Mm. You're a bully. You're, a, you're, you're just not nice. Some were born to be teachers. You know, and it's funny, you know. You remember both. To do if you've got a good memory. I don't. No, but you, you know, <laughs> if you've got a spectacular teacher, yeah. be it a coach, be it a whatever, you'll walk across and go, thank you. I remember coming to your boxing. I remember coming to your whatever scouts. And you were brilliant. Yeah. You give me confidence. You talk. And then there's the other person who was a bully. You think, oh, to God, he's dead. <laughs> you know, you know yeah, there I mean? is. Like I think of your dad actually in that sense. Like yeah. when you speak to your dad when we when, when he was when you know we were younger, especially, and he was coaching, you knew he was in charge, but yeah. you also left the gym feeling ten times taller than when you walked in. Yeah, you know that natural that ability. I was going to say natural. I don't know, maybe trying, but that ability to put positivity in people and lift them up. Yeah, in that skill. Mm. And some people go, well, we're all different. We haven't all got them skills. But I think in uh, certain trades, you need a bit I, of that, I, don't you? I think, yeah, you're different. But there's, anyone can lift someone up, can't they? Yeah. Even if it's a compliment about the shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you don't have to be like yourself and your dad. These great speech and, you know, you can stand in front of a crowd and lift everyone up just like your dad, can't you? You have the, yeah. you, you've honed that skill, haven't you? Through years of boxing club, for years of whatever it is, you've honed that skill and you can lift people up by doing these great speeches, these great talks. But, but you don't have to be, you don't have to do that, do you? you? You just have to be positive, whether it is, you know what, I like your shoes. Yeah. How many people do that? Oh, your hair, your hair's looking good today. Yeah. Uh, you know, even little things like that will lift people up and put them in a better mindset straight away. Or even just, oh, that's good. I'll tell you something, you've been better than last time. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah. And I'm not saying you're Cassius Clay, but you know what? Haven't you're you improved? improving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. You ch and you, you, you watch it in people. And how easy is it for that to, for a teacher to do? Yeah. And it, it's, but it's so easy to throw these people on the scrap heap mm. and it is so easy to but you know it is just as easy I can go you're still bloody rubbish mm. or you've got better or you know what 
you're you've paid a bit more intent instead of switching off after five minutes you've done six minutes of work today some people aren't designed for an hour's class mm. you know what i mean so let's make the classes smaller for some people let's get 10 minutes out of them you know what yeah. I mean? It's you know, funny enough. talking about teachers. You remember the good and the bad. We've had uh, Rachel Elaine, physics teacher, Mr. Nichols, Longland School, fantastic. Mr. Russian, science school, utter bully, talk with fear, utterly terrifying. I left school 40 years ago. Yeah, you, you remember that. My, my memory was <laughs> I can't remember any of mine. Well, I had a, a teacher called Mr. McKenzie yeah. from Mills. He, unfortunately, he died a few years after I left school, but he came into the boxing shows for yeah, free. That much he, stress on him that he. <laughs> but he was a great human being. And I was also, when I heard he died, I was all broke because I, I wanted to meet him as a man. I go, sir, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? I'll survive. Well, look, look at me. I'm, I'm flying, sir. And yeah. I'm married and I've got a babby and mm. I'm still doing the boxing, sir. And, and, and you know, and I, I'd love to have bought him a beer. Yeah. Whereas other people, I look and I think, so it's mainly a lot of the support teachers who were there to help me with a disability in my eyes, but absolutely bastards. <laughs> and I think, you know what I mean? But you remember Name them? and shame. <laughs> I, I would, you put over the dead, so no <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel like that, you think, but then it's about how you forgive. Mm. And you know what I mean? It's, but I remember like, and I say you forgive, I hope the dead. I hope the dead, yeah. <laughs> You need to the, work on the, that. They've the, the only had to suffer for 20 odd years. <laughs> <laughs> but the lessons they taught me is not to treat people like that. Yeah. And that is a lesson. Mm. You think, because I remember being humiliated and really degraded. And I thought, there's better ways of doing it. People need a telling off, but not to be humiliated. Yeah. yeah. And once again, it's life lessons. And again, how much like that's 40 years, you know, that's 40 year effect on someone. Yeah good or bad and, mm. and yeah that's again you've got to be the teachers got to be careful haven't they and parents have got to be careful how, how they're to, uh, talking and teaching children i think the greatest gift that we can show our kids is compassion and love isn't it mm -mm. you show them to we're all different some are more shy some are like going some are sporty some are readers some are what and that, that, embrace what they're good at make them you know work towards things they're not so good at you know but embrace what they're good at and get them to show them love how many people i know and i said my dad never told me he loved me you know and uh, whereas I'm, I'm i'm the opposite way i'm hey doing bro love you loads and god bless and you know tell people you haven't be uh, as much as me but allow people to realize especially you know especially children or you whoever your partner because every time they go, well, she or he, they know how I feel. They know how I feel, but, you know. It's nice to hear it. It's nice to hear it. Mm. Like a thank you. We don't do stuff for a thank you, but every so often when someone goes, cheers, mate, you know, mm. I needed that today. It goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. It hasn't got to be plaques and fireworks and OBEs, but just, uh, you know, I love you, Aurora. Thank you for your time today. It goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah gratitude and what a great thing gratitude is for yourself for others and just putting it back out there into the universe reminding yourself that i've actually got quite a lot to be grateful for you know what i mean and 
that's why I enjoy the gratitude list, and that's why I it's become a part of my mental diet. Is reminding myself, like I told you the other day, I woke up and stumped my toe, and then my lessons cancelled, and then something else and something. And I went, oh, just about to go down that rabbit hole, I went, stop. Who cares? Mm. Never mind. Don't matter. And then I come up here and I talked to someone who had got real problems, and he said to me, he goes, thank you, your posts, your little videos, your little videos, it really helps me. And I thought, oh, I'm worried about <laughs> God stumping me toe, losing this, losing that. And then this person has got genuine problems, and he's saying thank you to me for being positive. Mm. And I thought, it ain't all bad. In fact, most of the time, it's bloody pretty marvellous. Yeah. But it's how we look at it. Definitely. Definitely. You Again, you look, you look for negative, you'll find it. Yeah. And that is so much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking it's, we've got the news, we've got social media, mm. we've got... And then some people are just miserable, bloody gits. Yeah, yeah and, I, I'm, and when I say that, it is an understanding that you're not going to be positive all the, no. all the time. But God, we have a load of teacher, but don't we? Yeah, but yeah, but you can change uh, the way you think towards things that really aren't that important. Mm. Like you did, like you did in that circumstance. You stopped and went. Actually, it's none of it really matters. Yeah, none of it. You know, I, I can come to work tomorrow, tomorrow, and earn more money. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's none of it's really at the end of the world stuff, is it? We'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we're better than all right because. We've got each other, we've mm. got love. And you know what I mean? It's what else? Nine times out of ten. Do you want? Yeah. Can I have more money? Well, so I can buy more stuff. What new stuff? I'll yeah. still put the shoes on, they'll still be smelly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll get some new aftershave. Oh great, yeah. There's only so much aftershave I can put on and mm. stuff's only a stuff. bit more one out give. Well God eaters wouldn't <laughs> Eaters, that's right. <laughs> Gotta get now because I'm sick of dithering. <laughs> well, next week we've got uh Vicky on. She's been on the radio, but she's never been onto the podcast. And she's gonna be talking about um but she's a dietitian, so you're gonna be talking about dietitian, healthy lifestyle, and she's a lovely woman, Vicky. I really enjoyed having her on the radio. Uh quotes. Quotes. I heard one earlier. I loved dialogue I thought you on today. Yesterday I was clever and I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise and I want to change myself. So until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. Tara Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen.